The High Regard Show. It's... You get a lot of mail from people who want to follow you still. Follow me? Did you have any choice? You'll all follow me. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. We're transmitting our location to alien civilizations. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Let's start off with a big thank you to Greg from The Smash Titles, who provided this week's opening song entitled Bring the Invasion. I heard these guys on SoundCloud and just felt like they'd be a good fit for the show. So I'm glad they wanted to be a part of the festivities this week. I know. It's a really good addition to the show. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you can check out more from the Smash titles by following the link in this week's show description. And as always, thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you for your support. Now, please join me in listening to another one of Nikki's ear-piercing rants we call You Heard. You Heard? I hope that wasn't a description of my voice tom well no it goes in line pretty much with this week's topic i'd say it sure does this comes to us from right here in harlem on the corner of 149th between convent and amsterdam does it it does <laughs> i overheard two people talking and one said and i quote i ain't going back to prison again but for that little fucker i'd go back to prison and I just thought to myself, you just completely negated yourself. Like, you're like, I'm not ever going back to prison. But for him, I would. I remember when you wrote that in the book. Yes, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago. Mm, yeah, I know. And I feel like that one of the words changed, but it's okay. Oh, my God, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's this week's You Heard. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. I know you did, and now you threw me off, and I hate you for this, so let's just get started with the show, because <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's what it is. It is so freaking hot in here. Does it feel hot in here to you? I'm perfectly comfortable in my big old sweatshirt. I don't even know how you're wearing a sweatshirt. I'm wearing like a shirt with rolled up sleeves and shorts, and I feel like I'm a puddle right now. 
That's because you just run hot. You run hot and angry. Hot? hot. I'm like cooking. I feel like I'm in hell right now. I wish you were cooking because we don't have any dinner plans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should just get into the show intro at this point in time <laughs> before we start talking about dinner plans. We won't stop until we order and then that will be the show. And that's hours from now. So. Oh my God. You ain't kidding. But I know you say that I always run in the red. Like I'm always angry about things. About something. Anything. But there is something that is going on right now that is just driving me out of my fucking mind. Tom, I would really like it if you told me what that was. It is this ridiculous idea of resurrecting the O.J. Simpson story, (laughs) which I just don't get it. I was flipping through, and I seen the commercials a couple of times, Mm -hmm. and I was flipping through Twitter today, and all of a sudden... I see this post from AM New York, which here in the city, it's... It's like a, our five-day paper. Like, it comes it's out free. every Monday through Friday, yeah. So, I mean, it gets a lot of traction. It, and it's it, a great little read on a train, because everything is, like, really short and bulleted. Yeah, It is. It is. But because of this reach, I feel like they're doing an injustice to people by promoting this ridiculous mm-hmm. idea of O.J. Simpson again. <laughs> in the tweet... Along with the article, um, they said of the show, which is going to be a 10-part series on FX, Mm -hmm. that it is easily the best series of the year so far. It's only January, so can you really say anything about, like, can you really make that, like, (laughs) assertion? (laughs) Well, I guess being no other series has come out just yet until, like, February, when a bunch of series comes out, this might be the non-competitive best show on tv okay see all right you finish your story like finish finish your your thoughts on this like no, why you're so it. angry i'm just so pissed i was like who gives a shit like the oj simpson trial was like over 20 years ago it was and i remember it like it was yesterday that it's like seriously like i remember my parents talking like whenever like the jfk anniversary would come along or like the martin luther king or the robert Kennedy assassinations like whenever those would come up my parents would be like oh my gosh I remember my father was in algebra class my mom I forget what class she was in but she was in like she was in like I think she was in her auditorium doing something and like that's where they were for these like pivotal moments I remember exactly where I was when the verdict came down I was with my mother she made me take off the, the phone off the hook because we didn't have cell phones back then so like you just didn't want to be disturbed. This she, is too important. Everybody was calling. No, I'm serious. Like I had, like I would hang up the phone, and people would call and be like, "Chris, what are you thinking?" My mom watched every goddamn day of that trial. Well, it was a big deal, but I don't remember anything about it whatsoever. I, for some reason, I remember vividly pictures of outside the courthouse after the mm-hmm. verdict was read, and people going crazy, and like. A very select group of people, shall we say? Because I don't want to be accused of being a racist by you again oh this week. Oh my God, I never even I say like it. You say every it. Every week you say it. But I feel like just the chanting in the streets of we won, it was kind of, and it was like, what the hell did you win? <laughs> like a murderer got off free. Like be, not because he was innocent, 
but because the prosecution was such shit, they that's how he got out. They of going it was to jail. it was seriously a major clusterfuck. I mean, even like the detective, like Mark Furman. Oh my god, like he like there were rumors like he planted the gloves that were behind like the house. I mean, like all signs pointed to OJ, but then there would just be like these little things. I mean, I totally think he did it, just like George St. Giglin on the Kroll Show <laughs> thought. OJ did it. All right. We know OJ did it. We know. Like, everybody knows that. Look, yeah, there was, like, some weird little things they would throw out and be like, here's, like, a little fact. And then it would be like, oh, yeah, maybe that does put a little bit of doubt in my mind. And then a minute later, you think about it, and you're, like, going, no, that's not enough. (laughs) No, yeah, I mean, like, we're going to go through it. I'm well, going to be your walk down memory. Lane. You're my expert in okay. this in this and, matter. And because seriously, I try to block it out. I don't want to watch the series. I okay. don't want to know about series. It's all you. Okay. Well, I've had this Entertainment Weekly that has the show on the cover of it. It's been sitting on our counter for two weeks. And every time I look at it, I get pissed off for two reasons. One, because I hate Cuba Gooding Jr., I, I just do. I hate. I just. I don't like him. I never saw um, that stupid movie. Jerry Maguire. Yes. Like, show me the money. Shut the fuck up. Is what I you need mind. to do. I don't mind Cuba. I just like. I don't know why. I just never liked him. And the face. Look at John Travolta's face. I want everybody who's listening to the show to Google Entertainment Weekly just to see the cover and just to see the face of John Travolta. You see. I am more of a fan of Cuba than I am of John Travolta at this point. <laughs> and because what, what was the last Cuba movie that you even saw? Probably Jerry Maguire. But but John Travolta is just a, I don't know, man. I'm so over John Travolta. Like I don't and like fine. It could be just me being like just so anti Scientology because there are part like that day when we watched like going in the clear uh, Going clear or whatever. Yeah, that HBO. Special. There are so many things that Scientologists do that I'm like, I could totally be behind that. And then they get absolutely batshit crazy. So I just like, I don't know. There's just something I don't like about John Travolta. Like I just don't. But he plays. Um, he returns to. This is his first TV role because this is a TV movie on FX, and it's called American Crime Story, and it's by the same guy who brought us um, American Horror Story. Oh. Yes. So, <laughs> so, they'll, so they'll be singing in it. Hooray. <laughs> there just might be. There's Shitty just... renditions of fantastic songs. <laughs> Who can't wait for that? But John Travolta plays Robert Shapiro. And David Schwimmer from Friends plays Robert Kardashian. Yes, the original Kardashian. Wait a minute. David Schwimmer? David Schwimmer. And he looks just like him in this picture. All right. Can I just like interrupt for one second about of that course, yeah. casting? Because I think that's a brilliant, brilliant casting decision. Yes. Because you took the second most retarded character from Friends and now made him the father of the three most retarded people on the planet. <laughs> So I'm down with that casting decision for sure. Well, there you go. There you go. And, of course, um, Sarah Paulson plays Marsha Clark in all her three-wigged looks. Good Lord. (laughs) But I do. I love Sarah Paulson. Like, she is like a Ryan Murphy, like, 
doyen like she's been on every uh, like she's been in every american horror story and i think she's like a really really great actress so i'm interested like after reading the stupid story that i've put off for like two weeks i'm like what was the first thing i said to you when i closed the magazine i'm like you're like i might have to watch this i want to watch it because this was such a huge part of my life for 16 goddamn months in my teens 16 months this trial was so let's take a walk down memory lane. Let's shall we? do that. So, OJ. OJ Simpson. Juice, they called him. Yeah, they did. He was like an amazing football player, was he not? Like, wasn't he like one of the greatest football players like ever? He won the Heisman Trophy. So he was a great college football player. And I think he, w- he was a good like regular NFL player. But when you get to that caliber, there are a lot of good players. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, but but up until that point, like it, it was harder than to be. I mean, maybe steroid use, whatever. But like it seemed to me true, like it was harder true. to be because they played so much harder. Right. Like now these guys are just fucking pansies because, oh, don't hit me. Oh, oh. Just picture Brady's face every time he got hit last week. <laughs> anyway. What, are you trying to make me smile on air? <laughs> People am. aren't going to even be able to notice that, really. <laughs> but they'll tell in your voice. Okay. So, OJ <laughs> was this, like, great football player. He had been a commentator. He was, like, a celebrity. He was, like, there's just this, like, all-American. He was so handsome back then. Like, he really was. And then he went ahead and did something. He killed his wife is what he did. It's not a secret. I don't even think he thinks it's a secret anymore. (laughs) I don't think he knows what the fuck he even, like, what anything is. But, so, he killed his wife, allegedly, I'll say, as a journalist should. But, like, there's an asterisk there because I totally, fully, 100% believe he did it. Right. So, they were estranged. They were getting divorced or they might have already been divorced. And he lived, like, five minutes away. They had two kids together. So they lived like very closely with each, they 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 live very close to each other. Right. She was killed outside of her condo, like five minutes away from his house in Brentwood, a sp- section of Los Angeles, and she was killed alongside Ron Goldman, who had been a waiter and a friend. They said of Nicole Brown Simpson, his wife, at a local restaurant that was just a couple blocks away as well. He was there. What? By friend, you mean FWB. Nobody knows that for sure. I know that for sure. You don't know that for sure. Were you she's there? She's just, just randomly. She's like rich. She's like friends with a waiter. Oh, hey, I'm just friends with this waiter. She no, she was this. banging some random dude she who was banging like some random dude, but one step up from a dishwasher. Good for her. But she had said that like weeks leading up to the murder that OJ stalking me, I'm afraid he's going to hurt me if he ever finds me with another man, blah, blah, blah. And what happened was Nicole's mother called the restaurant and said, I forgot my sunglasses there. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have them in Lost and Found. You know, they'll be here. Well, Ron, being a nice person, took the sunglasses to Nicole's house. First of all, how does a waiter know where you live? Okay, so like now we're getting into all sorts of conspiracy theories now. This and I don't conspiracy. And I don't remember anyone like ever even saying like unless like I just like blocked that out. But like I probably blocked it out. Come on, you know he went to the house with and he's with like the going, sunglasses. Look, your mom called the restaurant. I found this in the box at Lost and Found. Here are the glasses. Also, speaking of the lost and found box, and specifically box, I found these condoms too in that. <laughs> so you mind if I come in for a nightcap? This is what it is. So anyway, right, so the sunglasses whatever. were found at the scene by their dead bodies. So this ensued. Like, this became 
a spe- like this whole thing like it broke like we'll get into some of the stuff but there was a bronco chase that like i will ne- i will never see a shitty white bronco and not say to myself oj because he went on this like bronco chase and like if you're thinking of like a high speed chase it wasn't they barely went over 35 miles an hour in fact every news report was like it was a slow speed chase because the guy who was driving shouted at the cops who had chased them because oj was supposed to turn himself in and his lawyers were like we advised him to turn himself in because like everything was mounting against him and he did he did it and he was supposed to go to he was supposed to go to um to turn himself in and he never showed up so then they went looking for him and somebody was like oh i saw him driving away erratically blah 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 with this guy so they did, like, this was the first time I ever remember just, like, the world shutting down to watch something happen. Every news channel, every, like, there was, like, a, I think, like, an, a championship basketball game. I forget. It was, like, the Knicks, probably, like, the last time. <laughs> I don't yeah. know anything about basketball, so I won't say it. But, like, it wasn't, like, like the Knicks were, like, in some kind of championship or something. And that whoever was airing that channel was the only channel that did not shut down everything and just show this and like the world stopped to watch this white bronco drive super slowly so they like the driver had yelled to the police that were trying to tell him to pull over that like oj has a gun to his head in the back seat so they're like okay we're gonna pull back but then like other cop cars came around them to like try and slow him down he ended up going back to his house in brentwood and he went into the house and then he came out and he surrendered when like this was a spect this was like a spectacle that was like worthy of the Kardashians, like keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, I know, I remember. Like it. this is what started, I think, like just the world watching absolutely everything. Like spectators, packed overpasses, holding up signs like "Run OJ" and "Keep going" and like er- encouraging him to flee. Like people were encouraging him to flee because they knew he was probably going to go to jail if anybody but Marsha Clark including Corky from the Wonder Years would have prosecuted him instead <laughs> okay first of all Corky was not on the Wonder Years whatever but that's he funny. was from <laughs> <laughs> whatever he was from you know the dude you Corky. know him you know him but be sure to look for that quote on our Instagram this week <laughs> but in the car okay yes. in the white Bronco mm-hmm. there was $8,000 in cash a change of clothes, a loaded 357 Magnum, passports, family pictures, and a fake goatee and mustache, none of which were submitted as trial evidence. How funny would it have been like, if he would have went to an airport with a fake goatee and mustache on and it would have been peeling off a little bit? They'd be <laughs> like, uh, hey, listen, my name is um, whatever. Like, just make it up like some name. <laughs> Like uh Boj. My name is Boj. <laughs> Boj Bimpson. <laughs> and it's feeling off a little bit and they're like going, Oh, sir, right going right ahead. And the next thing you know, he's in the cockpit like flying the plane. Because that's what he did in airplane, right? He wasn't in airplane, honey. Oh yeah. That was what? Com- Walt Chamberlain. Was- oh Kareem Abdul Jabbar. And he wasn't flying the plane either. OJ wasn't in Airplane, any of the Airplane movies. He was in You're Thinking of Naked Gun. Yes. It might as well be the same. Who cares, man? Airplane, Naked Gun, same movie. No, they're not. It's so is. They're totally. We're not going to talk about this we because will, you're going to piss Leslie me off. Leslie Nielsen is a dick, and I'm going to stick to it. I met him. He was an asshole. He had me removed from a Tower Records 
not even it was a virgin records because he was doing a book signing and i scared that old bastard by telling him that he rocks and he ooh, he got like all like freaked out that i was like hey leslie nielsen you rock and then he's like security and then he had me escorted out so all of his movies it doesn't matter which one he was in it sucked probably that, that's it. The end on that. Go on. Oh, my God. I feel like we are just like, I feel like I want to follow that trail. I want to sniff no, along no, that no, trail. No. no, because we're already like 19 minutes <laughs> in. And we're never going to get done. OK, OK. So they did like so basically like I'm not going to be able to go through all my notes, but like, you know, the DNA analysis, like they found blood in the Bronco that matched Simpson, that matched Brown and that matched Ron Goldman. The gloves found at the crime scene. And his home. There was one found at the crime scene and one found at his home. Both of them matched. And, of course, you know, that (laughs) if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. And every time I – and that Johnny Cochran, who was one of the defenders – Every time I picture him, I picture Jackie Childs from Seinfeld, who like defended Kramer when Kramer spilled hot coffee. So like I always get them mixed up. So like I do like the vocal like <laughs> I forget what the one like, but the Seinfeld episode had like a Johnny Cochran esque spin to it, like the coffee. I forgot what it was, but oh my god, I should have looked that up. But like there were all sorts of like that would have been an entertaining me. story. It for just sure. came. Oh, it just right. came to me like right now. Uh, well, hey, these things happen. But there was like and. OJ yes weeks before bought a knife because they were stabbed the victims were stabbed I don't know if I even said that but he bought a knife that would have that matched like the type this type of stab wounds that they had however they found the knife in the house later and it still had like the sheen of like the stuff that they used to clean the knives like after they sharpened them in the store so right. it was never used Mm-hmm. So, but they had like all sorts of like concerns about this trial because just a few years earlier, four officers were acquitted in the beating of Rodney King, which was a huge issue in 1992. Um, I mean, this guy got, I mean, beaten to a pulp by these four officers and they got acquitted. So racial tensions were extremely high in LA. I mean, I think they always kind of were around that time. They were always yeah. since the beginning of time. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like the Compton and stuff like that, like right. things like things were reaching like a fever pitch. So like they were very wary of what was going to happen with this trial because of the Rodney King stuff because like those guys never should have gotten off. Right. So it was an eight month or it was like a 16 month thing. There was like eight months full of trial. The jury deliberated for just four hours, just four hours after. Because it was a, it was so horribly presented on the prosecution side that all they had to do was go in a room and be like, what do you think about that Marsha Clark? And they would have been like, holy shit, did you see that woman's hair? And they're like, yeah, but remember it like two weeks ago? Remember it like three weeks before that? Because this was the first trial, and this is something that Judge Lance Ito, Lance Ito, thank you very much, he got really like just ripped apart because he allowed this to become a media circus. Like it never should have been televised. There's no, like there's absolutely no reason this should have been televised. But this was really like the first like reality show. It was a reality fucking train wreck. It was. Because like you could not, t- I knew nothing about law, but I knew that like I was going to come home from school and I was going to watch this thing because it was just like, what is this? So the day of the day that the jury, the verdict came out. 
Yes. What are you rolling no, your eyes go for? On. Like, you don't tell fucking long-ass stories? Oh, my God. I do. I just hate this whole OJ story. Okay. Well, the verdict came down on October 3rd, 1995. The jury... Now, the trial started on November 9th, 1994. So, it was like quite... It was, it was almost right. a year. Like, right. so... Because the, here's just some tidbits. Here's a little did you know? President, you don't get to do did you know? That's why I said it weird. All right. President Clinton was briefed on security measures in case rioting occurred throughout the country because that was like that was how much concern there was. One hundred million people are estimated to have watched the verdict come down worldwide, like a hundred million people across the world. There were. Long distance phone calls because there were no texting back then. So like you measured like by by long distance phone calls. Long distance phone calls dropped fifty eight percent and New York Stock Exchange trading by forty one percent the day of the verdict because the, everybody stayed home to yeah, watch the verdict. Even water usage declined because no one wanted to go to the bathroom. Like nobody wanted to go to the bathroom because like it was such a big deal and the government postponed meetings because of this because nobody wanted to miss it and productivity losses are estimated to be 480 million i hope everybody that didn't go to the bathroom that day wound up with the worst urinary tract infection <laughs> of their lives fuck them for putting so all much right, into all right, this all right all right so i i think i honestly stayed home from school that day like i think my mom was like i'm not going to be able to leave and get you so i think like she let me stay home because buses didn't come to where i lived so more insanity like but it was like oh my god it was intense like it was just like a holy shit when this when he was and he was found not guilty he was found not guilty but then you know years later like a couple years later he was sued by ron goldman's family and nicole brown simpson's estate on behalf of his children and damages for the two of the like for both families came to like 333.5 million dollars so he ended up going getting like a civil suit. Right. Too little too late. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. And it, it was like it was your kids anyway. So like the money was going to go to your kids right. anyway. But and then in 2007 he tried to reacquire things that he allegedly said were stolen in um, Las Vegas and he was convicted and sentenced to 33 years in jail and he is going to be eligible for parole in 2017. And he's not going to get out because he shouldn't get out. Right. Here's, because here's my problem with this go- whole goddamn thing. Tell me your problem with this whole goddamn thing. The problem is, is that back then, like you mentioned, California is the area of California where this was going down had already been in racial turmoil. Mm-hmm. And instead of leaving it as this woman and this guy got murdered. It doesn't matter if the guy was famous or not. It does not make a difference who it is. The fact is, he did it. And because it was turned into a circus, starting out because that he was famous, it then allowed the public and the media to turn this into a racial issue. And that was a... Well, not even just the public. It was like the defenders. Like, Johnny Cochran was thrown into... I mean, he was really the one who, like, stoked the fire of that because he called Mark Furman, who was, like, the detective, who found all the evidence. Like, he found the glove. He found um, the the footprints of, like, the brutal Molly shoes that OJ said he never, like, wore, but then, like, tons of pictures came out of him wearing those exact type of shoes. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
he called Mar- he like likened Mark Furman, the police guy, to Hitler, and like everybody panned him for that because they were like, really, like because allegedly um, because Mark Furman was convicted of perjury because he said that he had never said the N word for 10 years. I haven't said the N word for 10 years, but then like all these reports started coming in that like this guy said it like yesterday and shit. So he was, he said that under oath because they were like trying to like say that he wasn't racist or anything like that. And he's like, I haven't said that word in 10 years. Well, it became, they turned it into like this racial thing. Well, yeah, totally. And here we are. Because they almost felt like they had to make good because they didn't want like, like OJ was basically like a let go Patsy. Right. But here's the thing. Here we are, 20 years later. It seemed like racial tensions have done nothing but get worse over the years. In New York, different story. Like, I feel like a few years back, there was gentrification, which I think a lot of people were against and a lot of people were for. And still are against. And still are for. Like, it, it, I mean, it's... It, it's an issue it is that's never going to go away. It's yeah. never going to go away. There'll always be some kind of racial tensions. But the fact of the matter is, is that in New York, people find a way to make it work somehow. Like, we find a way to make it work. And the, and the more you're around other people of other cultures, of other races, of other religions, you start to understand, like... It's not what you hear outside of this bubble. Because mm-hmm. anywhere else outside of the city, it's just like one side versus another side. And there's no middle ground and there's no understanding of anything like that. Right. That's where we live. But outside of here, it is it is a madhouse. Now, over the last couple of years, with racial tensions like amping up mm-hmm. around the country... It's starting to seep back into the city areas. Luckily, most of us are smarter than to take the bait and say, yeah, we're going to jump on board like one side or the other, which is what people are supposed to do. But now these people on FX are drudging up a story which became a racial divide and they're saying hey, it seems like the right time to release this again. I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I do see what you're saying. Yeah, And now people are getting... This is not going to lead to anything good. But they they do address that. They do address that. But they said that they just wanted to like show what a clusterfuck the whole thing had been. But again, like... It's not like it's an anniversary. Like, it's not an anniversary year. No. It's not like... I see what you're saying, but they're also trying to... Like, come on. Like, Ryan Murphy knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He has created this whole different world of television. I mean, like, American Horror Story created, like, just that, like, reinvention of TV. You know, like, how it's a story, it stays the same, but then, like, it changes year to year. You know, he's done that. But they're also cashing in on something that is, like, ridiculously popular right now, which is um, which is America's love of true crime from the podcast Serial, which, you know, is in its second season now, and, like, it, it also changed its format to focus on a different case, to, I mean, even America, uh, True Detective, you know what I mean? Like, But the difference between those is, is that, like, True Detective and Serial isn't building up or bringing back memories of a time when there was so much racial tension. Because, like I said, my my 
clearest recollection outside of the non-guilty verdict is people standing up in the streets and saying we won. And still to this day, it's like, I don't get what you won. A, a family was ki- like two people were killed. Families were completely children, destroyed. Children, not only two kids, two young, young kids that were like 10 and 12, maybe, or like in give or take a couple years, lost not only their mother, but their father who went to who eventually went to prison because yeah. I think her family, her sister Denise, I believe, got custody of the kids. Right. You know, and then like OJ was like, I think like they moved to Florida or something like that. And then like OJ moved there to like have custody, like to have visitation. But like those kids were never the same. Like, can you imagine how fucked up they are right now? Right. So what did they, what did these people win? And now you're going to like bring this back up in a time when it's just, it's tensions. You could cut it with a knife. Yeah. You could cut it with a knife. There are so many stories that could be told. And you know what? Fuck American Horror Story with their bullshit of, (laughs) hey, listen, we're going to introduce like this new brand of storytelling just to like later on down the road, turn it into glee. Like, I don't want to (laughs) hear a goddamn song in the middle of a horror show. And I don't want to see something that turned the country upside down get rehashed in a time when the country is upside down. This is not going to make anything better. I totally get that point now. Like, it's not just like, oh, a nostalgia. Like, like it was like kind of like a nostalgia thing for me. Like, it should just be buried. It should. And, yeah. and you know what else should With be buried? All the freaking Hitler stories that are on the History Channel oh lately. God. You cannot turn on the History Channel, I feel like, at any hour of the day and not see something about Hitler. And it's kind of like, when did it become okay to like show so much Hitler shit? Like, just let, there are certain things that people might be fascinated by. We have the internet, man. If you're fascinated in Hitler, go look up Hitler. If you're fascinated in OJ, go look up OJ. But don't, There's enough historical documents that you can find. Right. Yeah. But you don't need to pollute the minds of people who don't remember this or don't know about this because they were too young. Or not and, even alive. Right. And now help just throw fuel on the fire that already exists by bringing up old shit because it's ridiculous absolutely i totally agree like i totally get that point of that now i'm still gonna watch it though you can <laughs> knock yourself out <laughs> what's crazy is is that this isn't the first time they're doing a show because they did a show back in 1995 mm-hmm. on oj and now movie. here we are in 2016 and they're rehashing it and this isn't the first time that it was done We just finished watching the, um, what was it? Black Mass. Black Mass, yeah. The James Whitey Bulger movie, which was, again, a movie that was rehashed because there was a movie made about him back in 2014. And now in 2015, they released a second movie with him. uh, And it's kind of like, you know, not so much racial divide as much as it is ethnic divide because it was you know the irish versus the italian yeah uh, which is so, like which is a total like which is it just is, a, it, it is, is totally, a totally yeah because i feel like the irish people really don't if it was back in the 60s i would say the irish and italian you know nationalities did have conflict from the 60s and and earlier these days no one gives a shit so stop trying to make it a thing it's not going to become a thing no one no one cares about that so um 
The movie was great. Oh though. my god, the movie was so good. Johnny Depp like totally redeemed himself, like in my eyes, because he has just been like, just like a, ugh, lately. Yeah, but here's the difference. You have, you know, like if you're gonna recycle a story. But they weren't recycling it. Well, uh, but you don't have to keep retelling it. I feel like one person could tell the story and then it's like going, we got it. I could take it from here. I can Google this person and I don't need to see a second story on this person. Okay, do you feel the same about, because we were going through like a tear of like Pablo Escobar related things. Do you feel the same way about that? I do. I do because I feel like it's always the same. Ex- it, well, it, it is, is because it's, it's history. It's the same. Like there's right, and it doesn't make a difference. Like I don't know. I feel like because you know what happens in a situation like this. You Tell come me. out. You you recycle a story like this. Let's let's say back in 1995, the OJ story comes out, and it was too soon. It was too soon. Well, okay, it was too soon, but also it is just a matter of. It's done. It's put away. Here it is. If somebody wants to rent it, if somebody wants to download it, whatever, go see it. Now here you are. You're reintroducing it. If this didn't turn out to be a good movie, it's kind of like, well, now you have two shitty versions of the same shitty story. So eventually (laughs) somebody has to just say, all right, we got it. We have a good movie. Just stop. We don't need to see another movie of it. The Pablo Escobar shit, every one of them is good. But at some point, you just got to be like, how many times can I see the same freaking story? Right. Him running on the rooftop and then like whatever. Yeah, we get it, dude. We get it. Cocaine. But, cocaine. We but get part it. of this, part of this, the thing that kind of like intrigued me a little bit of, um, you know, the American crime story is that it focuses like also on the lives of the people that were involved. Not just OJ. Like it's not just about him. It's about like. What do you know about Marsha Clark? Did you know she was a mother with two little kids who was going through divorce? I didn't know that. I know she has Ronald McDonald hair. Well, she does. Have, she did have Ronald <laughs> McDonald hair. But then, like, you know, and Robert Kardashian. Like, they said in this that you, the EW said that, you know, you're going to get to see, like, a young Courtney, Kim, Chloe, and Rob. Because he was, like, a very devoted family man. So, like... You know, and he ended up dying, like, very early. Um, like, you know, he died, like, in the early 2000s, I think. And... um but like it, it talks about like just the lives that they had outside of this trial. So like while this like and I'm not like defending anybody, but like Marsha Clark, I mean, she was just like, what the fuck are you doing, lady? But like you were doing that and you were everywhere. I read something that like two thousand more than two thousand stories were written just about this trial in every it was on the front page every day for the entire duration of the trial this but this and at the same time this woman was going through a divorce like which is one of like the worst things that like a person can go through obviously not because the people who she was supposedly defending lost their lives and she did not do a job because of it i understand so she should have stepped aside and said i'm not the person for this i understand that but i'm just saying like it's it it's interesting to see like they were involved in it it's what it is it's done but like it's interesting to me to see like kind of what the shit was going on with them too because everybody shot to like not stardom but like everybody became a face yeah, exactly. And they were so they were so what's the word I'm looking for? They were so unworthy of the fame that came to them of based on they this were. that they all went nowhere. 
with the exception of the Kardashians, who I really don't care but, about. But that has nothing. I don't to, but, care about them either way. No, whatsoever. no, no. That has nothing to do with Robert. Like that has absolutely nothing to do with him because he. I honestly think that like he would be appalled at like what his children have turned into. Yeah, maybe he should have been around still and done that. But well, unfortunately, I'm sure that's not the way life works. <laughs> Jesus Christ, go back to Whitey. <laughs> I tried to. You keep dragging me back into OJ because you I wrote know, down I'm all d- these facts. I'm now down I'm down like, the wormhole. I'm down the you wormhole. You are. I feel like you're just like. Okay, fine. I won't mention OJ. We're done. Thank God. But I really want some orange juice right now. No, you don't even get orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> get yourself some Gatorade, not orange juice. Oh Silver, Johnny. On. All right, so just a little bit about James Whitey Bulger, just because the movie was fascinating. And the only reason why I'm going into this is just to show, like, all right, they made two movies based on O.J. so far. And O.J. OJ killed two people, (laughs) okay? Now, if you're going to rehash a movie, why wouldn't you go with somebody like Bulger who... Number one was the leader of the the he was the leader of the Irish mafia called the Winter Hill Gang in Boston during the 1970s in Southie in Southie and represent for the Wahlbergs. Um, he was accused and convicted of listen to this. I'm list. listening. Compared this this is compared same amount of movies a guy that had two murders versus a guy that had charges of and convicted of racketeering, money laundering, extortion, and weapons charges, including the conviction of 11 murdered victims that they know of. That they know of. That they know of, compared to two. And it's like, how can you be like, we're going to make two movies on this guy, but we're going to make this two movies on the other guy, which again makes me think that this whole thing is more racially motivated because right now it's time-sensitive. If we were in a time where there wasn't so much crazy shit going on, like, you know, this whole thing of police versus, you know, like African-Americans, I don't think this would even be a story anybody would give a shit about. But because we are in such, like, turbulent times, people are going to watch this goddamn OJ thing, and it's driving me out of my fucking <laughs> mind. Right, you just brought it up. You're the one that just brought it back I up. know I did. You were talking about Whitey. Now go back. All right, so Whitey wound up being, like, not convicted of crimes for years because he was an FBI informant. Mm-hmm. And he had a guy on the inside who kept him, like, a foot ahead of it, like, a step ahead. Yeah, and this is how he wound up getting away from the law. For years, he just was able to sidestep every time he would be about about to get arrested. But the thing was, by him not being arrested, he was able to have all of his Italian competition arrested, mm-hmm. which left him with no competition. Which is why he became an informant, because he is like, I'm going to take the, I'm going to do this, which is, like, what he killed people allegedly for for being rats <laughs> yep. you know for being rats and then he became a rat but he became a rat to take down his enemies right right it was it was very very calculated it was i was gonna say calculated calculated is a good word a for an evil mastermind it really is <laughs> sometimes i think you're calculating i know i'm calculating here's the weird thing you know like i guess maybe a year or two ago i read this book about psychopaths yeah. And it was called, I forget what it was called, something like, um, 
I forget what the exact title of it was. I'll try to find it and put it in the, in the description of the show. And I'm, don't hold me to it because who the hell knows if I can even find a book again. But basically, the whole book was about these different points and examples of psychopathic behavior. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God. Guilty. Check. I do that. Check. Check. I do that. I do that. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. goddamn like a criminal mastermind. Yeah, you're a borderline psychopath. Yeah. I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> it's part of what makes me love you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to the king of like attraction to psychopaths <laughs> right after all this right, one. All right. All right. So, um, Bulger spent 16 years at large before being captured in 2011, and he was 81 when he got caught with his girlfriends, mm-hmm. and because it was like a tip-off to like the FBI, because yeah. out of those 16 years that he was spent on the run, 11 of them was on the FBI's um, most wanted list. Yeah. So it's like going, I mean, he was like... He was that bad that he was on like the most wanted list. Right. So... When he was finally caught, when he was finally caught and he was convicted of all those crimes that I just listed, he was sentenced to two consecutive life terms plus five years for those crimes. So it's like, here's a guy who I would say until Johnny Depp put the movie out, because like the documentary, I don't think got nearly as much viewership as a movie with the name Johnny Johnny Depp. Depp behind it did. Nobody really knew about. This guy was such a criminal. Oh, my God. He was, like, evil. And then you look and you're, like, going, how can you make two movies on this dude and two movies on the other dude who did nothing but kill his wife and his girlfriend? He was just a jealous bitch. OJ? Yeah. Yeah, OJ was just, like, a jealous, crazy, jealous, like, abusive husband. If it was anybody else, he would have went to jail. And nobody would have heard of it. It would have just been another guy going to jail, and that would have been the end of it. Another guy, because like so many guys, like actually get like convicted of doing things like that. Not rich guys, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, good for him that he got out. But what a douche, and what a bunch of douchebags for like making a movie like this. <laughs> All right. The only person who I feel like who's a murderer who. Uh, Outside of Pablo Escobar, because now that you mention that, I feel like I should have put him on the list. But he's like a show all in itself. Pretty much. And we should have like, you know. A drug show. We should call it the dope show. So why don't you write that down? And then like, we'll do a Pablo Escobar only show coming up mm-hmm. at some point eventually. But the only other like person who would be in the category of, you know famous 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 murderer as far as i'm concerned i know there's a lot of them out there like bundy and stuff like that but but manson and the amount of movies made on manson are ridiculous in trying to research it i couldn't get an exact number but the first manson movie that is on imdb came out in 1976 and i stopped counting when when i got into the double digits as far as how many there are because it's hard to like say how many exactly because there are so many movies that just mention him in it and include him in it because he is such like this weird cult status type of person. No, he totally is, yeah. Which is yeah. And and plus like there's like almost like side movies about like like there was one that recently just came out about 
um oh my gosh i forget what her name was but i think it was like patricia she was a member of his family like that one just came out like two years ago or something yeah and it's and and you know i know everybody in the world knows the manson story. which is so like isn't it weird that like so many people like today don't know like so many things from like say just like the 80s like who's that what's that but it's like manson is a name that you know and it was like 40 some years ago yeah, and and here's the weird thing is that like this the FX show that's being made on OJ right now is that you brought up again that I brought up again. I know I get that. It is like like I said, it's a dangerous tool because people kind of forgotten about it. Like I would say, like if you would ask somebody that was born in the last ten years to tell you about OJ Simpson, chances are. A 10-year-old isn't going to know who O.J. Simpson is. But I'm willing to bet if a 10-year-old is in high school, they're going to know, or junior high school, whatever, they're going to know who Charles Manson is. Like it just somehow is something that like people just know, yeah. Yeah, it's he is, he's like a legend. His his story just keeps getting passed down. Where someone like O.J., his story gets buried. And then like, when it's time to like create a little ruckus, he's a good name to pull out of a hat and say, let's start a pot with this name. Because everybody's going to have their opinion on what happened. Like with with Whitey, with Charles Manson, there's no there's no black and white, like or there's no gray area. It is black and white and it is like this is what it was. Right. And and Whitey basically said like he was just like, yeah, I did these things. He was telling the FBI the whole time the shit that he was doing. Like they knew what he was doing. Yeah, because they were tailing him like they. Yeah. Right. OJ's the only one who was like, I'm innocent. Manson. He was just fucking crazy. Like you could have <laughs> you couldn't have said you if you would have walked to Manson and said, did you do these things? He would have just been like, all right, Jack, you know what? And it'd be like, I don't even know what that means, dude. I'm gonna just assume <laughs> that you're guilty because you're out of your fucking mind, right? Yeah, he, he, like, just like when you, we were doing like the research for the show, just like looking at pictures of him, like his eyes make me very uncomfortable. He is, he is what he says he is. He is the Satan. The He's combination Satan. of Jesus and the devil is what he told his people. All right, so here's some points on him. Do tell. Charles Manson was the leader of the Manson family, a cult-like commune that surfaced in the California deserts in the late 1960s. Mm-hmm. All right. The Mans- Manson's followers committed a series of nine murders in four locations over a period of five weeks since the summer of 1969. I didn't realize the murders went on for five weeks. Yeah, I didn't know that because like the one murder, the murder is the, the one that gets murders. yeah, is the one that gets Right, because is, it was Roman Polanski's wife. And she was so beautiful. I mean, she was a terrible actress, I'm going to say it, but Whatever. she was just so beautiful and she was also pregnant. She was fucking pregnant. She was like 9 months or like They she tried was, to cut the baby yeah. out. Yeah. As part of like their weird ritual thing, but whatever. But maybe somebody on the other end of this mic don't know, which is why I'm saying, you know. <laughs> I know. But I'm I'm just you know, it's just weird to me because whenever you think of the Manson murders, murders, you think like, all right, this might have happened over two or three days before the police tracked him down. Because, I mean, you know, it was freaking, yeah. it was nine murders. I didn't realize that it was five weeks. Like, I really did not realize that. <laughs> five weeks it went on for. I know a tidbit about the Sharon Tate murder. 
Oh, do you? I do. Well, tell. I will. So my favorite actor is Steve McQueen, as you know. Mm. And he was supposed to be at the house. Like he was going, he was on his way to where Sharon Tate was. Because I don't think it was her home. I think it was like somebody else's home. And because he was friends with the hairdresser, Jay, who was one of the people that were killed that night. And she, he was supposed to go there. And apparently he stopped at Hamburger Hamlet, which was like just a very famous like fast food place that like so many like, you know, the stars and stuff would go there. Like it was just very, you know, kitschy to go there. He stopped there and apparently like met someone. So he decided to like go off with this woman and then he was so he was or he would have been dead. too. Steve McQueen might have been dead. God forbid. Well, the only other fact that I have about this is that (laughs) he's currently serving nine concurrent life sentences i believe it and it's insane because i'm gonna give you a little bit more information are you but i'm gonna give it to you as this week's did you know did you know did you know Of the three main characters we talked about on today's show, being Simpson, Bulger, and Manson, only Manson can say that he was not a murderer. Manson was convicted on seven counts of first-degree murder for his role in the killings. This is despite the fact that he never murdered anyone himself during the family's killing spree. I'm still amazed by that fact. That that he could be put away... For planting the seed and having his so-called family, which was a cult, go out and kill people. Like, but because he was tied into that. Like, right? Didn't you say there was? Yeah, there's like, um, I'm sorry. I was just like, wait, there's like a legal term I have to know? Yeah, there's like a legal term. Like, I forget what it is. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. Well, that's what it but was. But there's, like <laughs> there's like a loophole. Like, basically, it's like, jur- I don't know. All right. I'm just going to say I don't know. <laughs> you just say throw me the ball. I'll throw you the ball. You'll be sure to like be the butterfingers <laughs> and drop it when, I, when you get to you, okay? I never was into sports. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> of the nine Manson family members convicted of the crimes, only Steve Clem Gorgon and Lynette Squeaky Frome <laughs> Squeaky. are currently out of jail. The tenth member of the family, Linda Caspen, was granted immunity for her testimony and did not serve any jail time for the crimes that she took part in. Hmm. So out of 10, two were out, one was never convicted. Although Manson himself never became the famous singer he had hoped, his cult status is as popular today as ever and even has a Facebook page with over 96,000 followers at the moment. That is so fucked up. All right. (laughs) I have to bring it up. And you're going to be upset with me, but I have to. How does Facebook allow known criminals to have a fan page? I have no idea. Like, that is just absolutely crazy. Like, why would anybody want to be a fan of someone like Charles Manson? Because it's all impressionable kids. And they're like thinking this is the coolest thing in the world because we (laughs) it's just so bizarre to me, even when given consequence for doing these horrific crimes, people can now go and just say, 
it's cool because I'm famous at the end of it. So what deters future people that are like having like mental problems or whatever from, let's say, committing in hopes that they become famous? He is a kid like who lives in the Midwest and isn't going anywhere. Nobody's ever going to know his name. But he looks at a Charles Manson and he goes and says, I go on a killing spree. I go to jail. It doesn't make a difference because if I'm, I'm my good, name's going to live forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get like, on social media and I'm going to have like, you know, all these followers. And basically, I'm going to be more popular than I could ever be on my own. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the Columbine kids. Look at Dylan Roof, who killed all those church going people look at Newtown, you know, Sandy Hook school, you know, the Connecticut shootings and stuff like. I know it's crazy. It is crazy. And it aggravates the hell out of me that just it just seems like we are just constantly churning out the most. I don't know. It's just like old story after old story just to try to, like, keep people riled up and in a place where they stay violent like there is no end in sight to the violence stopping because we just need to hear about it we exactly. want it and exactly it- and that and like now we just opened up like the second hour of our show because like now we have to get into media because like it's the media that like that's what changed everything like the oj trial changed everything because it put quote unquote reality the reality of what was going on in that courtroom it put it into your little tv 24 hours a day court tv ran shit about the trial that was the first thing that like entered our homes and was just like what the fuck right and then reality tv came after that and then all the shit and garbage that dread that that dredged up that's what we fucking are now. So we do. Fuck you, O.J. Simpson show. I'm not yeah. watching it now. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> well. That was exhausting. Can we just say that's the end of this week's <laughs> Did You Know? <laughs> Did you know? In my head, I was like, wait, we didn't do the end credits. Because I really think we broke the record for the longest Did You Know in this segment. <laughs> I think we just need to say goodnight, everybody. That's it. I'm done for the week. I don't want to think about anything else right now because I'm just, I'm still in the red about this. I'm going to be aggravated until this whole show is over because I know I'm going to go into work and people are going to be talking about it. Like, did you see it? And it's going to be reliving the same bullshit that happened over 20 years ago that I didn't care about then. And I can care less about even more now. Well, good. So I'm glad that the next 10 weeks of my life are going to be fucking living hell. Thank you, FX. Yeah. Check us out at highregardshow.com. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on all social media at highregardshow. Yes, and once again, thank you to the Smashed Idols for providing this week's opening credit. Um, Give them a listen, man. They're all right, those guys. I dig them. Dig them. Good night, everybody. As I look up at the sky, my mind starts dripping, a tear drops my eye. My body temperature falls. I'm shaking and they breaking, trying to save the dough. Pumping on my chest and I'm screaming. I stop breathing.
living. Damn, I see demons. Dear God, I wonder, can you save me? I can't die, my boo-boo's about to have my baby. I think it's too late for praying. Hold up, her voice broke to me, and it's slowly started saying, Bring your lifestyle to me. 